All right, what's up, everyone? This is the new episode of Sports Harder. Coming at you live from the Comfort Inn and Suites or whatever hotel that we're staying at right now. And I am your host for the evening, Maddie Lukewarm Ice. And my co-host, as always, is Chris the Gorilla Binder. What's up? How's it going there, Chris? Uh, it's good. I'm not staying in a hotel, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little, little bit of a temporary situation until we move into our new place this coming week. So, um, yeah, yeah. A um, little, little nerve-wracking, but everything's all coming together. So, it'll be it'll be good once, once it's all done. I feel like I'm kind of moving twice with having to move out of the house and then uh, you know, wait for the new place to come through and then move all that stuff back into the new place. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like fun at all. Moving sucks. Moving twice is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think from moving once was good enough that we're going to try and see if we can rent like actual movers to come and move the second time for us. That way we don't have to do any of it. <laughs> nice. So try try to go down that route, you know, get in before Christmas, you know, have a little Christmas at the, the new place and call it good. Um, how's Christmas stuff going for you so far? Uh, uh, it's insane, man. Just getting last minute shopping done today, uh, trying to plan dinner and oh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> I, I, I procrastinated too much. I shouldn't have. <laughs> now hey, I'm regretting it. <laughs> That's like the best time to, you know, go shopping is last minute, right? You know, there's not, it's not like there's a lot of people out or anything. No, and everybody's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a pretty general consensus right there. Yeah, that's, uh, I definitely agree with that. <laughs> like, legitimately, we're, we're in the, like, we're driving through a parking lot today, and it's in one of, like, the outdoor malls and everything. Um, not really an outdoor mall, but it's like a big shopping center with a whole bunch of stores in it and everything. So it has like a TJ Maxx, PetSmart and all this stuff, you know, we're, we're driving and we're, we're going slow because there's obviously pedestrians and there's a lady that legit walked out of TJ Maxx, walked across the sidewalk and walked right in front of us and never once looked up from her phone. <laughs> like just walked right out into traffic. I'm like, I'm glad we were paying attention. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, um me and uh Mel had the same thing happen to us today. Um we were driving over towards the mall and um someone was coming out of one of the stores from the mall and uh all a bunch of bags like in their hands so they weren't on their phone. But I looked over at Mel and I was going pretty slow. And I said, I bet this woman's not even going to stop. And sure enough, she just kept she just kept a trucking. She was like, yep, I'm crossing whether you're stopping or not. And so, you know, luckily, like you were saying, I was paying attention and I stopped. But I even called it before it happened. I said that that woman's not even going to stop. And she, she just kept on going. Oh, it's like. <laughs> 
I, I, I don't know why people think they're they're stronger than a car. Like, like I, I, I'm not intentionally going to run somebody over, but yeah, good lord, like it, if you're not paying attention and I'm not paying attention, you're gonna get hit and I'm not gonna feel it. You are. <laughs> This is true. You're going to wake up sore the next morning, <laughs> whoever it is. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and we we were talking about, um, like, the the hot sale items that, you know, stores have every year that no one can find, you know, and they're, everyone's trying to find it. Like, you know, all those years ago, it was, like, Tickle Me Elmo. And then one Furbies. year, it was, like, yeah, the Furbies and then the Hatchimals. And I never realized how bad it was until I was working retail when I was working at Target. Um, and it's just crazy to think, like, what what makes them so popular that people have to have them at Christmas? Like, how, how does the supply and demand become so great just for that one toy for the holidays, you know? And I just Subliminal can't wrap- messaging. What did you say? Subliminal messaging. Oh, so really? Convert- the commercials come on, the kids see the commercials, and they freak out because, Mommy, Daddy, I want that. <laughs> Mom and Dad have to spoil their kids and get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that, that's true. It's just, um, yeah, it just boggles my mind sometimes. I think this year it was kind of the, the, the PS5 and the Xbox uh, Series X, the new one, I think was the hot items that everyone's been trying to get, but you know, is having a hard time finding them. Yep. And to, to any scalpers that listen to our podcast, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to pay $1,200 for a freaking series X. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Um, Mel said she's found someone Mercury for uh, a decent price. Um, like a hundred more than retail or something like that, or 200 more than retail. So, um, but, but yeah, like you said, most of the time though, they, they do what you're saying. They make it like 1200 bucks and it's just like, no, sorry, not paying that much. And the problem is people actually buy them. That's, that's what keeps scalpers going is people actually still buy it because they want it so bad. It's like, just be patient. Cause you don't think Microsoft or Sony is going to come out with more so that they can sell more? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I mean, people are desperate enough that they want it on Christmas. Like, you know, they, they want to have it exactly then. So, um, yep. but already we'll uh, uh, hopefully that put everyone in the holiday spirit, uh, you know, being so <laughs> joyful and uh, happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, we're we're excited about um, the the episode tonight. We got a lot to talk about, um, especially with uh, college football. We got some news to talk about with that and everything. Um, but we'll start off with what's going down. Which uh, normally when we do it on Friday, we talk about Thursday night football. So it was uh, Thursday night football between the the Chargers and the Raiders. Um, course i gotta i gotta start off with you and let you get that rage out you know let you go or, or wipe your tears one of the two and uh oh. talk about it a little bit from your perspective of being a raiders fan well let's just say i pissed off my wife last night <laughs> she, she was in bed and i woke her up because i was yelling at the tv and like oh, no 
Yeah, I was I was angry. I was very angry. <laughs> no, um, there's two aspects that really kind of pissed me off on that game. One was the refs. Like, I, I can't say that the refs 100% lost that game for us because our defense was atrocious. We actually stepped up in the run game, but then our, our passing defense just sucked. Um, yeah. yeah, Trayvon Mullen got hit for like 48 yards worth of penalties, I think. He had like two PIs, had a personal foul, because one of the PIs was uh, not only did he interfere with the pass, but he grabbed the dude's face mask. It's like, come on, man. And then in overtime, Keyshawn Nixon gets burned for a 50-yard pass. Like – what are you guys doing? Come on now. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little frustrated with the defense, but I have been all year. Our defense sucks. Yeah. But, no, the, the, the thing with the refs was, you know, coming up, it was in the fourth quarter. There's like two minutes left. We're, we're kind of marching down the field a little bit. Mariota, Mariota, I have to give that dude props. He came in and he played one hell of a game. He did amazing. He did have a pick. I don't think that was 100% his fault. That was Zay Jones. You know, kind of Zay Jones was supposed to stop on the route and he didn't. Um, But, you know, getting back to my point with the refs was, you know, the the corner for the Chargers was all over Nelson Aguilar. Like, had both arms wrapped around him to where he couldn't actually get get the pass. No flag. Very next play, he runs – it was an up and out. So like he ran straight to the sideline and the ball's coming towards him. And before the ball even gets close, he's 15 yards down the field. The, the safety Chris Harris comes up and hits him. Yeah. Like way before the ball even gets there. And it's like, you you can't make contact with the player past five yards. Like that, that's an actual rule in the NFL. You cannot make contact with the player after five yards. Um, and especially if the ball's on its way, like you can't make contact before the ball gets there to impede their chance of catching the ball. Neither one of those plays got a flag thrown on it. And then in overtime, or yeah, it was in overtime. Yeah. Uh, Trayvon Mullen basically did the same thing with, uh, who was it? It was one of their receivers. I can't remember his name. Guyton. Yeah, it was Guyton. Um, he kind of wrapped him up a little bit, but he only wrapped him with one arm. And he let go almost immediately. So, I mean, it, it could have been defensive holding. It, it obviously was like a PI pretty much. You know, I'll, I'll own that, that that was a PI. But immediately, like, three flags came out. It's like, what, why are you calling that when the exact same thing happened five minutes before in the fourth quarter that would have put the Raiders in field goal range to win the game? Yeah. Yeah. You know, my, okay, that, that that's me uh, – I'm done. <laughs> I like it. Preach, brother. Preach. Uh, Our defense sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, yeah, like you said, I agree that Mariota came in and played one hell of a game. I, I, I'll give props to him for that. Um, you know, I don't know how long Carr will be out with that groin injury. Um, At least next week. Okay, so Mariota will have, you know, another shot to be able to kind of show what he can do. I'm not saying, you know, he could be a starting quarterback. I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't in the right system with Tennessee, and maybe he potentially could be a starting quarterback for someone. 
Um, but this still gives him a, a chance to kind of show that, uh, you know, he was the number two overall pick for a reason back when James Winston went number one. So, um, so yeah, that, that I, I definitely agree with. Um, one thing that I thought was funny and I was messaging you about it while the game was happening was I was like, does anybody really want to win this game? Like the field goal kicking was just like atrocious. Like it was so terrible. Um, the, the chargers had two chances to win the game. They missed both of them. And I was like, okay, Raiders, you got to take advantage of this, you know, in the fourth quarter. And then, um, they kind of mismanaged the use of the clock towards the end. And then they tried this long field goal. I think they said it would have been the longest in NFL history. If you would have made it uh, 65 yards. Yeah. And he, the, the holder didn't even get the snap down, you know, they hit him in the face. <laughs> yeah. It was just like a little, you know, Cody Parkey, a little double doink, you know, right in the helmet. Um, and yeah, so he didn't even get it down. So the game goes into overtime. But you know, I messaged you. I was like, "Does does anybody want to win this game?" Because I mean, the Chargers are already out of playoff contention. They've already been eliminated. But no, they haven't. The Chargers haven't. No. Oh, I thought they were. No, they're freaking uh five and five and eight right now. So they can go eight and eight. Huh. All right. Um. So if the Raiders beat the Dolphins and lose to the Broncos and the Dolphins lose out and the Ravens lose out and the uh, Chargers win out. Yeah. Chargers make it in the wild card. Like there's a lot of things that have to happen to get them there. Yeah. But if they lose, if they lose one more game or the Ravens win a game or the Dolphins win a game, it's done. (laughs) Okay. Well, I was thinking the the Raiders too. They kind of just killed their playoff chances with having that that loss. I feel like they're kind of they're out of contention now. Yeah, they need the Ravens to lose out, and they need the Dolphins to lose out to make it in. The Ravens' next three games are the Giants, the Jets, and the or no, sorry, the Jaguars, the Jets, and the Bengals. <laughs> Uh, I think the Ravens are going to make the playoffs, unfortunately. Yeah, I was going to say the their chances are, are very strong, it seems like, with that. So, um, gosh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's funny the different scenarios that certain teams have to do to, you know, be able to still get in. Um, let's um, – well, let's, let's look at uh, some of the games from um, – the the weekend some of the ones that stood out to us when it when it came to that um once once i uh get the phone here from melanie the felony all righty take a look at some of the scores here Uh, and uh, some of these games were just like wild and crazy. But of course, you know the old saying of any any given Sunday. You know, usually with that, um, 
And we still got the games coming up tomorrow. I totally forgot about as well. They'll be uh, played. Um, but uh, first game, I guess that uh, that I'll point out and want to talk about. Um, where is it here? Uh, the Eagles and the Saints. Um, the Saints, you know, I thought that was a shoe in. That was a lock that they were going to win. And Jalen Hurts, you know, comes in and kind of gives a, a spark for the Eagles. Um, it's not like he had any anything, but the um, the Saints just weren't able to get it done. They end up losing twenty one to twenty four, which now gives and with the Packers beating the Lions, that gives the Packers now the number one seed in the the NFC, which I know makes your other half. Uh, very happy. Um, Mm -hmm. So with that, I mean, do you think that it's basically the Packers, it's for them to lose basically the number one seed, like it's theirs basically for the taking? Oh, 100%. Um, They just have to finish out the season. Uh, I think, who do they play this week? They play the Panthers. They play the Panthers. So, yeah, they've got the Panthers tomorrow. Tomorrow. And then week 16. Uh, let's see. They've got Tennessee. That's going to be a tough game. Yeah. And then I think the last week they have the Bears. Yep. Then they have the Bears on week 17. So, I mean, they could win. They could potentially win all three games. They should win at least two of them. Week 16 against the Titans is going to be a tough game. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's definitely going to be a tough one for them. Um, now, people are starting to talk about the Rams maybe coming up and trying to steal the number one spot um, with that, just because, I mean, you know, they're not far behind either. Um, do you feel that the Rams, like, stand a, a shot at, you know, being able to, to come up and snag that, or it's kind of just, you know, the Packers. Well, let's see. The Rams got the Jets this week. Mm-hmm. Seahawks in Seattle, which they've never done well there. And then they get... I think the Cardinals. There's, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's it's possible. If Green Bay loses to Tennessee and LA wins out, LA could get the first seed. I don't know if they if they have the tiebreaker though. Um yeah, it would depend on uh well, let's see. I guess did the Bucks did the Bucks beat the Packers or no? Because the Rams beat the Bucks. Uh yeah, the Bucks beat the Packers. That was one of their losses. So I don't know if that makes any difference or not when it comes to tiebreakers. Because with them, with the Packers and the Rams not playing each other, it always makes it hard. I I've never really understood what the tiebreaker is when it comes to that. Yeah, it goes off of like they pick a team like that one of the losses, and if the team actually beat them, yeah, something. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Uh, we'll 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 see then. I guess if it gets to that point, they'll they usually give more information about that anyway. So, 
Um, so yeah, some some of the the top seeds in the NFC could definitely change. Um, so uh, what was what was the, another game that that stood out to you that happened? Uh, the Monday night game, the Ravens and the Browns. That was actually like a fun game to watch. Yeah, I, yeah. It started out, it was like, oh crap, the Ravens are going to blow them out again. And then Baker Mayfield goes off. <laughs> like, Baker Mayfield actually broke an NFL record on Monday night at the end of the first half. He he threw the ball. It's the farthest a ball has a pass has ever traveled in the air. It was 70 yards. Oh, wow. Like, he threw it from the 40-yard line on one side and through the goalpost. What was funny about, like, they showed a video of him throwing it. Like, he threw it too far, obviously, because it went out of bounds. Um, but as when he threw it, while the ball's in the air, you see a Ravens defender. I think it was Marcus Peters was running after it and watching it and ran right into the goalpost. And you hear this, dum! <laughs> It's the ground like the ref comes over to make sure he's okay. Oh no. <laughs> it was hilarious, but but no, um oh the, the Browns showed up like they showed for real. Uh and then like Lamar Jackson, dude had to go poop, so he took <laughs> off, went into the locker room for for like half of a quarter, comes back and then just throws like a forty five yard dot to to Hollywood Brown and then comes back and just like Baker Mayfield runs down the field, scores a touchdown. And then Lamar Jackson's like, all right, we got this and just never ran the ball again. And he just threw the ball and he proved that he could actually throw the ball. You know, he hasn't really been doing that much this year. He's been running it a lot. Um, but you know, he, he relied on his arm to win the game and they did. And the only reason it's 47 to 42 instead of 45 is because the Browns tried this like the the playground style, throwing the ball around to try to get open, and they ended up all the way back in the end zone and had a safety. Yeah, as time expired. Yeah, all those laterals. Yeah, that was a crazy way to end that game. Um, oh man, yeah, that one. That one was a was an interesting uh, game for sure because everyone was saying, you know, the the Browns. Uh, you know, are a team to, you know, watch out for. Um, but, I mean, if their defense is allowing a team to score 45 points, I mean, you know, you're you're most likely, you know, going to lose a lot of those games if that many points is being scored. So, I mean, yeah, you should watch out for them. But, I mean, that defense can't keep on allowing, you know, that highest scores to happen. Um Alrighty, well let's um, let's go over some uh, college football before we get back into um, NFL and what was going on with all that. Because this weekend is basically the like championship games for teams. You know, this is the last time that any college team gets to basically put on a show and be like, "This is why we should be in the top four, basically. Um, so you know, I'll oh, go ahead. I'm I'm gonna say some of the championship games are a joke. <laughs> like, no, I'm I'm being honest. Like the Pac-12 championship, it, it 
it's not a championship. Like Oregon does not deserve to be in the championship. It it was Washington's place. It was Washington versus USC. Yeah. And Washington had 15 people on their team that tested positive for COVID. So they had to back out of the game. So Oregon got to step up. Oregon got beat down by Oregon State, got beat down by uh, Cal. And when Cal was 0-3, like Oregon should not be in the championship at all. Yeah. Do you think it should have just been like a forfeit and USC won? Yep. 100%. Hundred percent. Yeah, that um, that that probably is what should happen. I mean, USC doesn't really have a chance to get into the top four, anyways. So, um, you know, it wouldn't really matter if they, you know, would win this game or not. Um, it used to be where Pac-12 kind of had a chance to be in the top four a lot of the a lot of the years that they were doing it, but past like two years, maybe three years, Pac-12 hasn't even really been in the conversation for the playoffs. So, No, it's ever since Washington got in and got completely destroyed by Alabama. Oh, yeah, exactly. Everyone was hoping for a big upset there, and then, you know, it didn't happen. Um, so the some of the other uh, championship games – uh, the Big Ten championship game, number four, Ohio State versus number 14, Northwestern. Um, Northwestern, six and one, Ohio State, five and oh. It's just going to be crazy, Ohio State getting in with such little games played. Not not the championship game, but the, the playoffs. Because um, if, they, if they win, obviously, they will be in. Um, it, do you think Northwestern stands a chance against uh, Ohio State at this point? No. Um, I think the only thing that they have over them is they've played more games. Uh, but Ohio State's a powerhouse for a reason. So my, my, my honest question with this is, say the top four stay the same. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, right? Say it stays those four. What happens if we get to the C- the CFP, the playoffs, and one of the teams has too many COVID positives, so they have to back out? Does Is it next team up, a team that hasn't practiced and gotten ready to play the game? So, like, throw Texas A&M in? Hmm. That is a good question. Um, I don't know if they've really thought about that or if they'll just postpone it, basically, until they're able to play it. Hmm. I have, yeah, I have not seen any any uh, news or information about that saying like what they would do. So yeah, it's actually a really good question to how they would like fill that spot. I feel like they would almost have to postpone it because I mean the team that's officially making the playoffs will you know want that spot. They're not going to want to give it give it up. Um, but I guess too, it depends how many positives they have because they only have like maybe two or three, then those players just have to sit out and they just have to deal with it, you know? Um, but yeah, that's that's a, a good question. And I mean, the big question to me is the ACC championship game. Uh, basically, number three Clemson versus number two Notre Dame. The rematch of the great game during the regular season where Clemson was using their backup quarterback and they had like four or five defensive players out. 
Clemson will have their full and, and Clemson still almost won that game. It went into like triple overtime or something like that. So yeah. Um, now with Clemson having a, a healthy team, you know what's going to happen if, if Clemson is able to win. Obviously, Clemson is in, but does that mean Notre Dame is out because the first game was so close, or Notre Dame would still get in with one loss? Um, you know, and they because uh, how they would have to change the playoff game after that. They would have to change the rankings somehow because if they still even flip-flopped and Clemson was two and Notre Dame was three, they would still have to play each other again in the playoffs, right? Because one plays four and two plays three. Yeah. So they couldn't They couldn't have them play for a third time. That would just be ridiculous. They, they would have uh, I, th- I think what would happen if Clemson yeah. wins – Notre Dame would go to four, and Clemson would go to two. Ohio State would jump up to three. Um, if Notre Dame wins, I think Clemson's out, and they pull Texas A&M in. Yeah, um, I, I could I could definitely see that. Um, and Texas A&M is playing Tennessee, who is three and six. So I highly doubt Texas A&M is going to lose uh, that game. And it's not even a championship game. It's just, considered a regular game so um but for me personally i think ohio state's gonna win their game they'll be in um i think clemson being healthy and having trevor lawrence will win the rematch against notre dame um so that means notre dame will be in as well um and then the uh sec championship game i think it will actually be a good game to be honest I think this is kind of like Clemson versus Notre Dame. That's going to be a good game. I think Alabama, number one versus number seven, Florida, for the SEC championship game is actually going to be good. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, you know, Alabama could get upset, and then I, I don't I don't think that throws Alabama out, though. I think Alabama would still get in even with one loss. Um, I, think, I think they'd still keep Alabama at number one. Yeah. So I mean, um, you know, uh who who do you like in the, the Clemson Notre Dame and then Alabama and Florida? Um, I want Florida to beat Alabama. I just don't know if Alabama's beatable. Like they just they dominated every single team that they faced on every front of the ball. Yeah. Like Offense, defense, special teams, it didn't matter. Like, they shut everybody down. It was ridiculous this year. Like, Alabama's always been a the powerhouse. They've always been the college football, like, champions. It's ever since Nick Saban took over, like, what, 18 years ago or something like yeah. that. Um, like, they, they've always been the top. You know, the, they kind of – the SEC's always been, like – the, the bread and butter of, of the NCAA Division One football. Um, but Alabama's always been the top up there, you know. They've, they've had a couple runs where, like, LSU won it or Georgia won it or, you know, Florida won it with Tim Tebow. Um, but really, it's, it's always been Alabama. So, I mean, if Florida beats them, it's one hell of an upset. 
and I will cheer so loud for it because I'm tired of Alabama. <laughs> yeah. I think- Granted, half of my players on the Raiders come from Alabama, so the other half are from Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't complain. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Alabama is going to take that game, and I think Clemson with a full field is they're going to take Notre Dame down. Like They're going to show that Notre Dame's not as good as their record is showing. Alrighty. So after it's all said and done, what is, what do you think is going to be the uh, the playoffs? The four. I think the four are going to be Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that order. I think that's probably how it's going to go down, um, unless some type of major upset happens. It could maybe shake up the order a little bit, but yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, I agree that Alabama has been like a powerhouse this year, but I think it's because I don't know how Nick Saban always does it, but he always gets like this stout running back. He always just gets this running back. Who's always in the Heisman hunt. You know, they're always in the Heisman race, but he can never get like that stud quarterback. Like, yeah, he had Tua, but like usually he, you know, once those quarterbacks like get to the NFL, like they don't really do anything, you know, like he, the quarterbacks he gets will help them win championships. But once they get to the NFL, they kind of don't do anything. But once those running backs get to the NFL, I mean, they freaking are monsters in the NFL once they get there. Like you look at Derrick Henry, like, holy hell, like he's just running over everyone and carrying a football team like the Titans. Like he is the 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 bread and butter, the glue that makes all of that stay together and all the, all of that run. So um I I I definitely agree that I feel like they're they're a powerhouse, but I don't feel like it's because of their quarterbacks. I, I'm just gonna Oh, I don't know no. about it, but yeah, no, I feel the exact same way. Like I couldn't agree, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Like seriously, the last quarterback that came into the NFL besides Tua from Alabama was AJ McCarron. Yeah, and what is he doing right now? <laughs> he, he's a backup. Yeah. Uh, he came into the game. I don't remember who the hell, he, what team he's on. The Texans, when Deshaun Watson got hurt, he came into the game and he played like three snaps. But he's a backup on the Texans. Um, Yeah. But no, like, if you look, Josh Jacobs came from Alabama. You know, Josh Jacobs only played two games in college. And he still got drafted in the first round because the Raiders liked him. And look what he's done in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. This year, he struggled a little bit, but we haven't had a solid offensive line. Um, You know, the last bad running back to come out of Alabama was Eddie Lacy. And he wasn't even bad when he, like, when he first came out, the dude was a beast. Like, nobody could stop him. And then he just got lazy and fat, and that's why he sucks. (laughs) Then he ate more cheeseburgers than got touchdowns. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they, they definitely pump out running backs and their running backs, them in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's those two are they're running back heaven, you know, just like Ohio State is cornerback heaven, like defensive back heaven. 
Um, you want a good defensive back? You're going to get it from Ohio State. You want a good running back? You're going to get him from Alabama. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like uh, Clemson's kind of been doing good in the quarterback uh, area because, I mean, you know, Deshaun Watson and now Trevor Lawrence. Um, the guy that's backing up Trevor Lawrence doesn't seem too bad either. So, I mean, I feel like Clemson is kind of, uh, you know, quarterback heaven for NFL teams uh, when it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, and USC, USC pumps out duds. <laughs> Uh, I think USC, you know, does pretty good on wide receivers. Uh, I think they – I was talking quarterbacks. Oh, quarterbacks, yeah. (laughs) Quarterbacks definitely does. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) All righty. Well, we'll see how things shake up uh, tomorrow for uh, college uh, football. Um, Just to touch on NBA, just because, you know, the preseason has been going on. Uh, here lately um the only real big news is that Harden is still like holding out I know he still hasn't uh found a landing spot um I think he has told the team that there are certain teams that he wants to go to I guess um that Mm kind of makes it hard for the team if they're not getting anything good you know from those teams though for him um do you think something will get done before the season starts? Um, honestly, no. I don't. I, I think it'll happen before the trade deadline, but I don't think it'll happen before the season starts. The team that he wants to go to is the Nets. That's his number one. He's like, I want to play for the Nets, but both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have like vetoed that and said, no, we don't want him. Yeah, it looks like the other landing spot is um, the 76ers. Yep. Uh, but they'd have to give up like Ben Simmons and possibly uh, like Joel Embiid just to get him. And it's like, why would you give up like your foundation? Well, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, really, you need Ben Simmons and and be just to be able to, um, you know, with Harden, you know, to be able to make a playoff run, you can't get rid of two all-stars just to get one all-star. That just makes no sense. Right. But they got Dwight Howard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That, that is true. Um, And so, yeah, it'll be crazy to see if, if you know where he's going to land, but like you said, it doesn't sound like either of those spots are going to work for him. It doesn't. It just doesn't seem very, very plausible for that to happen. Um, yeah, I don't think really much else is going on in the NBA other than preseason games and then uh, the the Harden stuff. Um, unless there was something else that you know that's been going on. Uh, not that I know of other than uh, Kevin Durant has actually been playing in the preseason, and he looks good. <laughs> like, he, he looks strong. Like, he, he's able to cut on the ball pretty easily. And, you know, I mean, he he burst his Achilles tendon. Like, he didn't just tear it. Like, he ripped it completely off the bone. 
And I mean, you you and I we were talking about it when it happened. Like you could see it like bounce as it separated from the bone. Like it was gross. Yeah. And most people don't come back from that. And I mean, he put in the work and he's showing it. And for those that don't know, I'm a huge Kevin Durant fan, have been since he was in college. You know, I've always loved him as a player. He's he's like a down to earth player. He's he's one of the best shooters to ever ever show up in the NBA. One of the purest shooters to ever show up. And he's humble about it. Like he's not he's not a cocky ass about it, you know? Like LeBron James, I'm the best, I'm the best. And it's like, no, dude, just play the game. You know, and Kevin Durant, no matter what team he plays for, he plays with all his heart. My frustration was he left my team, Oklahoma City, to go play for a team that was already stacked and winning. <laughs> that, that was the only problem that I had with him was it's like leave the team that leave the team that you're playing for that you've put everything into to go play for the team that beat you because you couldn't beat them because you just want to ring. That was my only problem with him. Um, but other than that, like you know, watching him in the preseason, I've watched a couple a couple games. I've watched some highlights and stuff, and he looks he looks really really good. He looks healthy. He looks strong. He's shooting the ball very well. Yeah, that that is true. I mean, and a healthy and good uh, playing KD is a scary thing for any team, no matter what team he's playing with or for. So. Um, you know, the, the Nets had, you know, I, I still couldn't believe that out of all the teams, that's where he went, you know, because the Nets really aren't a well-known team. You know, you don't turn on the TV and say, oh, look, they have the Nets game one. You know, they, they, they don't really broadcast it much. So, you know, it was interesting that he went there and Kyrie and now their team will probably be more on the map and they'll be showing more games, you know, with, uh, with them playing, and especially if he's playing at a high level, you know, maybe he could be a dark horse for, you know, MVP this year, you know, him and him and Giannis. Um, I'd say top three is probably him, Giannis, and maybe, uh, uh, what is it, Nokic no- no- or, or Dragic or how do you say his name? I can't remember. Uh, not Goran Dragic is uh, Miami. But, yeah, Jokola uh, – they call him Joker. No kid. Yeah, no kid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those three, I kind of feel like are kind of the the head runners for MVP for, for this upcoming year. So, um, well, awesome. Well, uh, let's get into uh, NFL for the rest of the time then. And uh, we'll start off by doing our top five, bottom five, like we always do. Um so let's start off with our bottom five, which I don't think will change too much from from what's been going on. Um, let's take a look here. Uh, I'll start off with it. No, I I was right. I'm looking at the standings right now at, at the teams, and it says the Chargers have an E next to their name, which means they've been eliminated. Were they eliminated? They got they got they got an E no. next to their name. <laughs> I don't think they were eliminated. Yeah. They got they got the the Jets, the Bengals, the Texans, the Jaguars, the Chargers, and the Falcons have all been eliminated. 
which I think is funny huh. that the Falcons have been eliminated, yet the Panthers are below them in in record. Well, they're tied, but they're still below them when they're showing it, and and there's they still don't have an E next to their name. <laughs> and it's just funny that they don't have uh, any teams eliminated yet from the NFC East. <laughs> they're all still in it. Yeah, because there's only two games separating. <laughs> first place to last place and Washington is up in first like <laughs> who would have thunk it who would have thunk it um all right but anyways top five bottom five um let's see one two three let's see so I'm gonna go with number five uh gonna go with the Cowboys uh for all the reasons that we've been saying all year. <laughs> Number four, going to go with the Chargers, because like I said, they have the E next to their name. They are eliminated. Um, number three, the Jaguars. Um, well, actually, no. Number three, I'll go with the, with the Bengals. Sorry. Number three is the Bengals, because they at least have one more win than the Jaguars. Then number two would be the Jaguars. The number one, of course, is the beautiful and scintillizing 0-13 Jets. <laughs> they they get the NFL jackpot as long as they keep on losing their games. Um, it's just only the Jaguars are the only team that's really competing with them for the number one pick um, with their with their you know great uh, first game of the season winning and that's it. <laughs> Twelve game losing streak. Yeah, they won the first game of the year. Terrible, terrible. All right, my bottom five, a little different. So number five, I'm actually going to put the Panthers. Okay. Um, They do do have a worse record than the Chargers. Um, uh, You know, I struggle with that because I think the Falcons are worse than the Panthers, actually. So, yeah, I'm going to change that. I'm actually going to put the Falcons at number five. The Panthers are close. They're sitting at number six, but they're close. Um, Number four is the Cowboys. Uh, Yeah. And then my three, my top bottom three are the exact same as yours. Bengals, Jaguars, Jets. Like, it's it's not even fun to watch any of those teams play. (laughs) Like, they don't even really show them on red zone unless they're, like, giving up a touchdown it's kind of funny to watch <laughs> well yeah i was gonna say unless it's a, a team that you like that's playing against them it's not really uh, much fun to watch for any other reason so um but so yeah um all right well uh top five should be very interesting with uh everything that's been uh, uh going on with some of the um some of the most uh, recent events with everything um so I'll, I'll I'll start off again. Um number number 5 I'm actually going to put um put uh my my Rams on that. Um hang on. One second. Cuz we got we got some some uh some stuff coming, so I'm gonna let uh, 
Melanie the Thony, take a look here because we're getting stuff off of DoorDash. I'll let you do your top five while she's figuring that out. I kind of gave my my first one away, unfortunately, with uh, with what I said was saying the Rams. But yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> um. Okay. So number five for me is I'm going to put the Steelers at number five. I think they dropped down. You know, losing two games in a row to Washington and Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, I'm going to put the Saints. Uh, they That was an embarrassing showing against the Eagles. Kind of hurt them pretty bad. Uh, number three, I'm putting the Buffalo Bills. They're, they're for real this year. They look good. Um, they, I think... The only thing that's going to stand in their way of making the Super Bowl is the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, or that was number three, right? Yeah. So number two, I want to put the Packers because um, they're the ones in the NFC that have clinched the division. And then number one, of course, uh, my mouth, the Chiefs, <laughs> because they're the only ones in the AFC that have clinched a division. And they're just stupid good. Yeah, un- unfortunately, they are. They, yeah, unfortunately, like you said, yeah, they are really good. Um, all right. Well, I like that. Uh, I like that top five. Um, like I said, I kind of gave mine away with saying the Rams at, at number five. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just like I like the I, I am a little biased being a Rams fan, but I just really like their defense and how they're playing. Everyone keeps on saying that the defensive coordinator is probably going to get a head coaching job like next year, which would suck because I definitely don't you know want to leave with how well he's been coaching our defense. Um, but yeah, I would put the Rams at, at number five. Um, number four, I definitely agree. The Steelers kind of dropped down, um, having those two losses back to back, you know, not, not good at all, especially, um, against Washington, but the, the, the bills is a little bit more of an understandable loss just because of how well they've been playing. Um, number three, uh, I'm going to put the, the saints, um, Oh, crap. Well, no, actually, I can't put them in that order. Hmm. Gosh, yeah, because the Saints are still pretty good, but uh, I don't know. I think maybe I would take the Steelers out then. So I, put the, I would put the Rams at five, and then I would put the Saints at four, um, especially if they get Drew Brees back. I feel like it'll be like a different story, a different outcome. Um, then... Three, three. I would put the the Bills because they are they are for real with how well that they've been doing. Um, number two, I would put the Packers uh, with Aaron Rodgers. I think he's probably going to win MVP unless he does something extremely dumb. He's basically got it locked in the bag. Um, and then number one, uh, of course, like we've been saying all years, the Chiefs. 
Um, the Chiefs have been dominating in the AFC number one spot is basically theirs to lose. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely would put it in that order. So I know it was a little confusing there at first for people that are probably listening. So five was the Rams. Um, number four uh, would be the Saints. Number three would be the um, the Bills. Number two would be the Packers, and number one would be the 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 Chiefs. Um, so, how, how do you feel about that that order? That was, I mean, it was really close to what I had, other than the number five spot. But seriously, like five and six for me are interchangeable between the the Steelers and the Rams. Okay. You know, it, it's one of those teams. But yeah, the Steelers dropped down. Like losing to Washington, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. Man. So, um, do you remember who we predicted for Super Bowl this year? Oh, I, I am not sure who we said. Did you go back and listen? No, I didn't. I can't remember who we actually said. My wife knows who she predicted, and of course it's Green Bay. That's who she always predicts. She said the Packers and the Bills are going to make it, but I don't think the Bills can get past the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't think they'll. The I don't think they'll be able to either. I don't think anybody can. <laughs> but I, I, if it's the Packers and the Bills, I think the Packers take the Super Bowl. Um, if it's the Packers and the Bills, we are going to the game because we're going to meet Rob. Uh, oh. <laughs> We're not going to the Super Bowl. Why the Because they're not allowing people in the Super Bowl. Sorry, my <laughs> wife's like jumping into the podcast. Hey, it's here. awesome. I hey, I love her input. She can jump in wherever whenever she wants. I didn't know you guys were planning on going to Tampa. No, I'm not. No, we won't. Yeah, Rob and I are gonna It's already planned. Rob's her her counterpart. Um her coworker. <laughs> They, they're both in the sales department. He's a huge Bills fan. She's a huge Packers fan. He's actually from Buffalo. But, uh, no, I think I think if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, if they make it all the way to the Super Bowl, there's nobody in the NFC that can beat them. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, I could potentially at this point, obviously with it being, you know, in our top five as the top two seeds, you know, I could easily see it being a Packers-Chiefs Super Bowl, um, but I just don't see, and your wife's going to kill me for saying this, but I don't see the Packers' defense being able to withstand all the firepower that the Chiefs have, unfortunately. Um, no, that, that's funny because I actually asked her. I was like, if the Packers make it to the Super Bowl, who's the one team you don't want to face? She immediately said, the Chiefs, <laughs> duh. <laughs> Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers would be able to play well against the Chiefs' defense, you know, but I feel like the, the Chiefs' offense would, be, would just be able to score too too many times against the Packers' defense, unfortunately. You know, the Packers' defense can have some type of game plan to try to slow down any of those weapons. I would be very impressed, that's for sure. <laughs> Well, to top it off, actually, I, I forgot that this happened. Yesterday, the Chiefs went out and signed another receiver who runs a sub four five forty. 
Oh, really? Who was that? Yeah, Tajay Sharp. Oh, I don't, I don't even think I've heard of that guy. Well, he played for the Titans for, I think, he, a couple years. He was drafted by the Titans. And then he, he was picked up this year on a free agent contract by the Vikings. He played until last week, and then they cut him because he had like two or three drops. So, I mean, he, he drops the ball a little more, but, you know, that, that's the difference between having Kirk Cousins throw you the ball and Pat Mahomes throwing you the ball. So it's going to be a big difference. But they just added another receiver that's a top speed receiver. Like, they're, they're too stacked. Like, it's stupid. And what, what kills me the most is they don't have that number one receiver that's the diva, kind of like Des Bryant or – Chad Johnson or Randy Moss was, you know, or what's the other dude's name? Uh, yeah. Terrell Owens, you know, they don't have that. They do have the true number one receiver in Tyreek Hill, but he's not a diva. He's not like, get me the ball. I need the ball. Give me the ball. You know, it's spread yeah. the ball. We're winning. I'm happy. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, they definitely don't have any players that are selfish on that team. Um, because I mean, really, Tyree Kill isn't the number one receiver. I'm pretty sure uh, Travis Kelsey, the tight end, is the number one receiver, isn't he? Uh, technically, the num the number one wide receiver one position is Tyree Kill, but the top receiver in the league right now, most yards, most catches, uh, most catches is actually tied between. Stephon Diggs and uh, Keenan Allen from the Chargers. They both have 100 catches. Um, but most yards is Travis Kelsey. Which is crazy that a tight end is leading the league in receiving. So that just blows my mind. You know, because when you think, oh, I mean, when's the last time a tight end is won – the the receiving title, you know, right? I don't think it's ever happened. So, yeah, Travis Kelsey is number one at twelve hundred and fifty yards. Number two is DK Metcalf at eleven hundred and eighty. <laughs> wow, Tyreek Hill, right? Crazy. Uh, no, Tyreek Hill's number four. Stefan Diggs is number three at 1167. Tyreek Hill's 1158. DeAndre Hopkins is 1155. Most receptions, though, is Stefan Diggs and Keenan Allen at 100. Travis Kelsey's only had 90 receptions. Like, he's not even first place. But he still has more yards. <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy. He's sixth place in receptions. Holy crap. Darren Waller's fourth. <laughs> receptions. Darren Waller has 93 receptions this year. I mean, that's pretty boss. That's it. Yeah. The only three people ahead of him are Keenan Allen, Stephon Dick, DeAndre Hopkins. And then between Waller and Kelsey is Devontae Adams, of course. But 
Devontae Adams has 91 receptions for 1,144 yards and 14 touchdowns. Devontae Adams has only done it in 11 games. Yeah, I was going to say he hasn't played as many games with uh, injury. Yeah. 11 games, and he is he's league leader in the touchdown. Him and Tyreek Hill both have 14. But Tyreek Hill took two more games to get there. Well, if you look at it, Green Bay, that's their true number one receiver. So they don't really have too many people to go to other than him. Yep. Wow. Justin Herbert is second for passing yards. Oh, wow. (laughs) But, you know, there's teams that haven't played Big 15 yet, so. But Pat Mahomes is number one at 4,200. He's the only quarterback over 4,000 yards. Well, that's the reason why Patrick Mahomes is basically in the running for MVP as well this year with uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I think everybody kind of downplays Patrick Mahomes being MVP just because he does have all those weapons around him and, you know, Aaron Rodgers – yeah, he has Devontae Adams, but he doesn't really have too many other people to work with. So I think they kind of give the nod to Aaron Rodgers more so than they do Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I'm looking at all the stats right now. It's kind of crazy. Derrick Henry's definitely separating himself from Dalvin Cook. So before it was only like a five-yard yeah. difference, right? Derrick Henry has 1,532 yards. Dalvin Cook has 1,352, 180-yard difference. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think Derrick Henry's probably going to finish with having that. Yeah. And, of course, you got Aaron Donald leading sacks at 12 and a half. <laughs> of course, I mean, of course. What are you talking about? <laughs> we all know that. But, hey, Zedaria Smith from Green Bay's up there at 10 and a half. That's good. Um, this is kind of a crazy stat, though. The NFL record for a season for interceptions is 14. Like, that's the most interceptions anybody's ever had yeah. in a single season, right? Xavier Howard from Miami has nine right now. Like, he's a league leader. He has not interceptions think, this year. And he's still three yeah, weeks to go. I think 14 would be hard to get to, though. It would be. They like they'd have to actually throw at him, which would be hard to do, but but like there he has nine. JC Jackson has seven. Teron Matthew has six, and then the next one is four. Like he's double the fourth place guy. Yeah. That's crazy. You just don't you don't see that many interceptions anymore this like in the league. That's true because they have made it where it's more of an offensive, you know, offensive-driven league, you know, so it's harder to to do that. Yeah. Already. Sorry, I went off on that. No, it's all right. (laughs) Hey, that's the whole point is being able to, you know, have some fun talking about these different scenarios and different types of things. So, already, but... We'll get into our last segment, which is the 
pop 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 picks of the week NFL pop 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 picks of the week pop 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 picks of the 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 week 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 picks of the week let's look at the updated scores for that i am at 161 and a half and 66 and you are at 151 and a half and 72. So you're 10 over, right? Um, actually, hang on with uh, with that game that just happened. With the we both, yeah, we both, so we both the, the Raiders. So actually, you're at 73 losses, and I'm at 67 losses. There we go. I don't care about the losses. I care about the wins. <laughs> You're 10 up on me right now. Yeah, but we got to like stay that. over like 500. We can't be getting more losses than wins. Oh, no. We're, we're going to finish above 500. We got that. But I, I want to beat you. <laughs> That's true. We got that that pop bet going. So, you know. Yep. Alrighty. Well, unfortunately... Uh, since we were at the hotel, not able to do the the video, the YouTube uh, again, but uh, we'll uh, we'll do our normal picks like we usually do. So just to recap, we'll recap the the games for tomorrow. Who we picked? Um, so the first matchup is the ten and three Bills versus the five and eight Broncos. Uh, and didn't you take the Broncos <laughs> on that one? Oh man, yeah, you got me. Yeah, I had that as my my upset pick. I tell you what, <laughs> um, no, no, I I did not do that. Uh, de- definitely, both of us were with the Bills on on that one. Um, and the other one uh, matchup, uh, the late night one was the four and nine Panthers versus the ten and three Packers. And uh, both of us went with the Packers on that one. Oh, Lord, I completely forgot. One of the games last week uh, that we completely picked wrong on and we were talking about it was the Texans and the Bears. I don't know why (laughs) I just remembered that. Like, where did that come from? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I had a pretty bad week last week. I, I got a lot of, a lot of picks wrong. Um, cause yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, we both, we were both like, yeah, the bears stink. And then sure enough, the, the Texans just lay a total dud. Um, yeah, did you see what JJ Watts said after the game? Oh no, the I didn't. Conference? Like, J.J. Watt, uh, they asked him, they're like, so what happened? And he's like, we suck. We gave up 36 points to Mitch Trubisky and the Chicago Bears. He's just like, yeah, that happened. He did not sugarcoat it at all. It was hilarious. Oh, my goodness. That's always good when they say stuff like that. You know, they're, like, brutally honest. Yep. Okay. Sorry. I just had to like bring that up because I thought it was funny. Because we both suck at picking, and then JJ Watts is like, <laughs> we suck. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. 
he uh, the Texans did not do us any favors in that game for sure. No. And then, like in the fourth quarter, Deshaun Watson yeah. gets kicked in the nuts, and that's when AJ McCarron came out. Oh gosh. <laughs> Like, you watch him on the ground, and he's, like, holding his crotch. Like, cameras spanned on him, and, like, that's what they're looking at is him holding his crotch. It's like – and the, the announcers are like, yep, we've all felt that pain. <laughs> oh, man. Don't ever want to feel that Yeah, again. Mel says that she's never felt that pain before. <laughs> well, she's not, a, she's not a dude. This This is true. <laughs> Unless you're hiding something. Uh, as, as far as uh, I have uh, uh, explored and known, no, there she, she is not. <laughs> Mel just gave me this All right. All right, look. let's get back to the picks on the week. Mel just Mel gave me this cold. look of just like, you're so dirty. <laughs> yeah, we should probably get back to the picks on the week before Mel kills us. Yeah, both. it's probably a good idea. Yeah, she she nodded her head in agreement <laughs> with that. So she said that you're a pretty smart guy. Oh, Jeanette said the same, the same thing. thing. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, she's not. She's nodding her head as well. I got you, Mel. There you go. She's, she's, uh, see, that that's the only thing I don't like about Jen joining in is you know then she tries to team up with Mel. It's like no, we both outnumber Mel. It's me and you versus her. So you know, like. She can't be getting any extra help. That, no, not okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Alrighty, back to the picks. All right, so first one is uh, the 0-13 Jets versus the 9-4 Rams. And as always, since you are behind, I let you start good, sir. No, it's your oh, team. You okay. pick first. Well, I think uh, you probably know where I'm going with this one. I, I always go with my teams. Upset, <laughs> upset, upset. Oh, it's very tempting. I I really want to do it, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards the the Rams on this one. Um, like you said, it's no fun to watch the Jets game, but I'm really hoping that this one will be fun to watch, and the Rams will just demolish them. It won't even be close. Yeah, um, I'm going with you, Rams. I like that. You don't even give a reason. You're just like, yeah, Rams. <laughs> Dude, it's like the, the number six team for me, number five for you against the number 32 <laughs> team. Like, the, Jet, the Jets are horrible. There, there's my reason. The Jets suck. I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, next matchup, the... Eight and five Buccaneers versus the four and nine Falcons. Oh, this has some playoff implications in it. The Bucks lose, they could be out of the playoffs, and you see playoffs without Tom Brady. That'd be like the first time in what, like twenty hmm. years, maybe more. Something like that. It's been a long time since two thousand one. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going with the Buccaneers. <laughs> Alrighty. I like that. Yep. I'm riding the bandwagon with you going with the Buccaneers on this one. 
Um, the Falcons are kind of done for the season. I don't think they're really trying too much. Alrighty. Next matchup is the five and eight forty niners versus the four and nine cowboys. I know. Woo-hoo. Very exciting. exciting. Um as uh as much as the the Cowboys uh blew up the Bengals last week, I, I don't find that uh very compelling to make me ever pick them again, even with uh beating the Bengals. So I'm going with the forty niners on this one. All right, I'm. I'm actually gonna pick the Cowboys. Oh wow, really? You think they? You think they yeah, I think Nick Mullins. I don't think Nick Nick Mullins is that good of a backup. Like he he's all right, but it's it's the same as putting in like AJ McCarron or Matt Leinart or you know he's he's not that good. Throws a lot of picks, makes a lot of mistakes. Um, Debo Samuel's probably out as well, so Brandon Ayuk might be out. So that takes away two of their main receivers. Um, you know, and the the Cowboys uh, <laughs> they suck, but so do the 49ers. Like the 49ers are not good this year, but there's a difference. Like injuries yeah. plague the 49ers. The Cowboys, the Cowboys just overpaid a running back that got a tattoo of feed me on his stomach like a <laughs> dumbass. Um, <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I'm going to take that as an upset, and I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Okay. All right. I like it. Um, next matchup is the 5-8 and eight Lions versus the 9-4 and four Titans. Um, do I really have to pick this? <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, Derrick Henry, I think Derrick Henry's going to put up 230 yards running on the Lions, and it's not even going to be pretty. He's going to have four touchdowns. Like, he's just – they're just going to go, here, Henry, here's the ball. Like, why are we even giving it to to uh, Tannehill? Just direct snap it to Henry, let him run the ball, because the Lions' run defense <laughs> is garbage. So, like, I mean, the Lions give up an average of, like, 180 yards rushing a game. They're, like, 30 or 30th or 29th in the league in rushing defense. Like, they're they're terrible against the run, and they're getting the number one rush rusher in the league, like, the one that nobody can tackle. He puts up 120 yards on a team that averages giving up 45 yards. It's, yeah, <laughs> Titans all day. I like stats to uh, boost uh, the pick there. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going with the Titans as well on this one. Um, you know what? You convinced me with all of that hype and all of that talk. talk I'm going to lock in the Titans. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock it up and I'm going to make it official. You inspired me, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm inspirational. <laughs> so yeah, you, you you talked me into it. You know, it it was really difficult and really hard, but you you, you turned me around, and and I'm gonna lock it in. <laughs> All righty, next matchup is the four and nine Texans versus the nine and four Colts. Yeah, I gotta you, go with the Colts. I mean, the Texans. 
one week, you know, they look pretty decent. And then next week they're getting blown out by the bears. I just, it's too, too inconsistent and the Colts have been pretty consistent. So I'm going to go with the Colts. Um, yeah, I kind of have to agree with you on that because, like, the Bears didn't even bring Vaseline for that. Like, that was bad. That was so bad. Um, and I just have to laugh because the Colts lasted in your top five for one week. So, good job, Colts. Um, <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. But, yeah, the, the Texans are a joke. Um, the Colts are actually better than I thought they were. Uh, they've definitely shown it over the last few games. You know, Phillip Rivers has been solid. It's kind of crazy to see Phillip Rivers be that solid. As like, I don't know, man. He was never this good with the Chargers. And I thought the Chargers had a better receiving core. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm going with the Colts. Okay, awesome. Like it. Next matchup is the 6-7 and seven Patriots versus the 8-5 and five Dolphins. Yep, yep. Mm, my pick, huh? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna lock this wow. in the Dolphins. Okay. I like that. You having uh, a lot of faith in that defense, huh? Dude, that defense is that's stout. They are so good. Like they Yeah, they almost it definitely the got close there. Like they they intercepted Pat Mahomes twice in the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah, like that doesn't happen. Like he hadn't thrown two interceptions the whole year, and then he threw two just in that first quarter, like you said. Um, Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. I can understand why you would lock that in. Then, Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins as well. I uh, like. I agree with um, the defense being stout, and Tua's been you know playing you know decent enough to you know help keep them winning. So. Alrighty, next matchup uh, is the six and seven Bears versus the six and seven Vikings. I guess I get to start with this one. Um, <laughs> I just have to say, Jeanette. As soon as you said both teams, <laughs> she's thumbs it, down. <laughs> it's not going to end in a tie, Jen. I'm sorry. Like you know, one team is going <laughs> to win. <laughs> um. I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one uh, just because I think they got uh, more talent on offense than the Bears do. So, You know, I think the Vikings have more talent on offense, but the Bears have more heart. Yeah. As much as I hate to say that because I just got a dirty look from my wife when I said that. Um, <laughs> that's the only reason I hate saying it. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, you know, the Vikings have been – they've been wishy-washy all year, and they're just on the bubble for the playoffs, you know, uh, right outside the Cardinals because they lost last week and the Cardinals won. So – and the way the Bears dismantled the Texans kind of like was a coming out for Mitch Trubisky a little bit. He got a little bit of his moxie back, got a little bit of his, little bit of his pride back. But Trubisky's no uh, – Kirk Cousins, even though Kirk Cousins yeah. isn't really good. You like that? You like that? <laughs> but I'm going to go against you, and I'm actually going to pick All the right. Bears. In All this right. Game. Awesome. I like that. 
I, I need to. Make I know we've been picking here. a lot of the same teams here this week, so well, at least so far. So, yeah, you gotta go against me a couple times so that way you can catch up. Um. All right. The next matchup is the nine and four Seahawks versus the six and seven Washington Football Team. Mm. This one's tough because Washington's been playing really yeah. well. Yeah. I think Jeanette's telling me to Jeanette's telling me to do my upset on this and pick Washington, but I've already picked my upset. So, but I'm I'm gonna go with Washington on this. I I think that they can they have a better defense than the Seahawks, and their offense really isn't that bad. All right. Well. Yeah. Well, Washington. Jen, I hear you loud and clear. And even though your husband didn't listen to what you said with picking an upset, I will listen and I will pick Washington football team as my upset against the Seahawks. (laughs) But I already picked my upset. That was your fault. You you didn't wait and listen to what your your wife wanted, so shame on you. Shame, shame. <laughs> Not nice, Matt. Why why is it why is it you and my wife against me? Like what the hell? I thought we had each other's back. That that, that is true, but if you know, if she has my wife's back, you know, I have to, you know, get some brownie points so that way, you know, she can slip in some nice comments to to my wife for me. So, you know, gotta gotta try to try to do all I can, you know, make sure I'm not in the doghouse. So, <laughs> I'm in the doghouse, dude. I just picked the bears. You should have just went for the tie, man. That would have gotten you out of the doghouse. Should have just gone for the tie. Well, I mean, if it's a tie, we both get half a point, so. Um, oh, that's too funny. All right, well, next matchup is the 1-12 Jaguars versus the 8-5 Ravens. So I get to pick first this time. I'm going to go with the newly revived Ravens. Um, I feel like their defense is still not where their defense was at last year which I don't know why, because they added more people on defense to make them even better, but they haven't been playing as good as what they did last year. Um, Last year, the Ravens would run the ball, play good defense. But I feel like this year, with their defense not holding up, they're not able to run the ball as much. They have to rely more on Lamar to throw the ball to get them, you know, back into games. Um, But, I mean, even with pointing out the problems with the Ravens this year. I mean, I still feel like they can beat someone like the Jaguars. So, yeah, going with the Ravens. Dude, they could bench all their starters <laughs> and beat the Jaguars. Like, seriously, I don't think the Jaguars – I think if the Jets and Jaguars played, I think the game would end in a tie. And the tie would be 0-0. Zero to zero. No. <laughs> Legit, like it, it, it possibly could be, but no, that would mean that that would mean that they both played defense. So it'd probably be like fifty-six to fifty-six. True, true. I think what they, the NFL should do is take yeah. like the two worst teams and have them play the, a game at the end of the season, and whoever, yeah, whoever wins gets like the number one pick. 
<laughs> that would be a good idea. And we, they call it the Dunce Bowl. Oh my goodness, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I made you short. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. We, like, we, got... we just need... We need to get Roger Goodell to yeah. listen to our podcast. We'd be millionaires, man. Let's just – we won't even take, like, a big cut. We'll take, like, you know, 40%. Like, you know, still make a lot of money. Oh, my God. More people. That's amazing. Um, yeah, Ravens. Ravens. Hey, lots of people would watch that game. I, I tell you what, if it would determine who would get the number one pick, I bet people would watch it. Oh yeah. man! Alrighty. Uh, next matchup is the four eight and one Eagles versus the seven and six Cardinals. Yep. My pick. Well, I said that the Cardinals are going to win the division at the beginning of the year. They have to win out to do it. Um, and the Rams have to lose more than one game. I really, I don't see that happening. I don't see the Rams losing more than one game. Like they'll, I need them to lose to the Cardinals, but yeah, I think the Cardinals are still going to win this game. I think the Eagles, even under Jalen Hurts, they're not going to be able to beat the Cardinals. Well, I really, I really hope so. After seeing them beat the Saints, I was just like, man, is that just a fluke or what's going on? You know, um, but I feel like if the Cardinals cannot beat the Eagles, then the Cardinals are going to be out. Like they're they're not going to have a chance to even make a wild card. I'm I'm going to go with the the Cardinals and uh, hope that they you know don't have a, an upset or anything like that on their hands. Already, next matchup, yeah. which has a lot of implications for the playoffs when it comes to number one seeds, the twelve and one Chiefs versus the ten and three Saints. Uh, I get to go first on this one. Um, you know, not a big shock, I, I guess, with this, but I am going with the Chiefs. I mean, I put them in my the number one spot for a reason. The Saints are coming off a tough loss against the Eagles that they should have won because um, they could have maybe afforded to lose this game if they would have beaten the Eagles. But now they can't afford to even lose against the Chiefs. Um, but I feel like it's going to happen. Um, I don't think the Saints get Drew Brees back yet still. I don't think he'll be back for um, a couple more weeks. He probably won't be back until the playoffs, I would think. Um let me take a look. He is playing. Breeze is playing. Oh, wow. Breeze is playing. I was going to say, because I see he's on injured reserve. Um, Breeze to start for Saints oh, wow. Sunday versus Kansas City. On the New, York, uh, New Orleans Saints actual page and the Sunday night football on NBC. I just think it's too soon. I think they, I don't think they should be playing because I mean, yeah, they still want to try to get that number one seed, but I don't think they should risk their playoff chances with, you know, Breeze potentially getting injured again, you know? Um, Breeze wanted to play. Breeze fought. Well, obviously, I mean, the players always want to play, but sometimes you got to look out 
you got to, as a coach, you got to look out for the players, you know, because they're always going to want to play no matter how injured they are. I don't know. I, I'm just throwing it out there as my opinion. If I, if I was the coach, I wouldn't be starting them. I would still be resting them just in case. Um, but either way, still sticking. Even with Breeze playing, I'm still sticking with the Chiefs. Hmm, fair. Um, this one's hard for me because, like, the Chiefs are number one in the league right now. But the last time the Saints lost a game, they went on a nine-game win streak. And they beat the crap out of everybody until they fed, made, met up with the Eagles. You know, like, yeah, they should have won that game. But they went on yeah. a freaking nine-game win streak. If they go on a nine-game win streak, <laughs> now they're going to win the damn Super Bowl. But <laughs> um, I don't see them going on a nine-game win, win streak. But I, I think that they have a chance at actually beating the Chiefs. They're playing in New Orleans. They're playing at home. If they were playing in Kansas City, it would be a different story. Like, 100% would be a different story. I'm actually going to go against you on this because Breeze is playing. The team's going to be amped up. And their defense is actually pretty stout. I think it's in the top five for the year. I think they're a top five Mm -hmm. defense. You know, Mahomes played a top five defense, throws two picks. Yes, they won the game, but, I mean, it was a little too close for comfort. The Saints are better than the Dolphins. Yeah. Like, offensively. So, if if the Chiefs make those mistakes on de- on offense and give the ball back to the Saints, it's not going to be a Dolphins situation where they, they make mistakes and give the ball back. Like, it's going to be – all right, well, you messed up, so we're going to make you pay for it. We're going to go down and score. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Saints win this Wow, game. okay. I mean, yeah, this is, uh, like I said, big uh, playoff implications because, you know, the Saints need to keep winning to stay ahead of the Steelers and for the number one spot, and the Saints need to get a win to try to overcome the Packers to get their number one spot. So it's it's definitely a big big-time game, you know, a big playoff field game. Um, all right. The Sunday night matchup is the nine and four Browns versus the five and eight Giants. So you get to this one. Um, oh, yeah. Cleveland came off a tough loss, but they really showed who the hell they are and that they're, they are, they mean business. Like they're a good team, you know, um, they're playing in yep. New York. Wondering, I'm wondering if it's going to be snowing on that game. Hmm. <laughs> Let's check really quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Browns are used to the cold weather. Last time. Well, last time that they played in cold weather, they got beat down by the Raiders. Meadowlands, New York. Let's look. Sunday. Ooh, it is snow. 40% chance of snow, 37 degrees. Um, wind doesn't look bad. So when they played against the Raiders, they had that crazy, crazy wind. Do you remember that? Where like the oh, kicks yeah. were going all over the place. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the Browns in this one. All righty. 
Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns as well uh, with this game. Uh, they put up a good matchup against the Ravens. So as long as they can come out with that same attitude and not have, you know, like a disappointing attitude from losing against the Ravens, then I think they'll they'll be all right. They can just shake it off and, and move on with it. So going, yeah, going with the Browns. And then the Monday night matchup is the 11 and two Steelers versus the two 10 and one Bengals. So uh, scintillating Monday night matchup. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers solely just because they're playing against the Bengals. Maybe if they were playing against a, you know, halfway decent team, then I would maybe pick against the Steelers because I dropped them out of my top five. But I I feel like they can they can at least beat the Bengals. So you know the Bengals is on my bottom five. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you. The Bengals are not they're they're not a good team. They're they're finished for the season, which kind of helps Joe Burrow because now they're gonna have like probably the number three pick in the draft. So they go back to back, like number one and number three. So, I mean, it, it's just an extra weapon on the team. It's not going to be a yeah. bad thing. But yeah, the Steelers will take Alrighty. this game. Awesome. All righty. Well, uh, that does it for the the regular uh, matchups. Now, uh, instead of a Thursday night game, they have a Friday night game. Well, not Friday night, but, uh, you know, 4.30 start time um, on Christmas, um, which I'm surprised. I figured they would just do a regular Thursday night game, but they're doing it on Friday. Um, the 6-7 and seven Vikings versus the 10-3 and three Saints, um, which, again, should be an interesting matchup for the Saints with them trying to get their, you know, first round by, and then the Vikings still trying to claw their way into the playoffs uh, as a as a wild card. Um, so you get to start off with this one. Yeah. So the Vikings, the last, it's either two or three years, have knocked the Saints out of the playoffs. Like the Vikings have had the Saints number, you know. Um so, man, it's it's hard because the Saints are a better team than the Vikings. But the Vikings really have had the Saints number. But I, I, I still think the Saints can win this game. They just have to play right, play smart, and hope the refs don't <laughs> yeah, see them. Yeah, true. <laughs> um... So, going back to the... <laughs> Rams Saints. Game. Oh no! Let's not let's not <laughs> let's not uh, let's not get the Saints fans up in an uproar again with uh, their petition to replay the game. Right, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Saints against the Vikings. I'll take them over. All the right. Vikings. Um, yeah, I think after losing to the Chiefs, the Saints will bounce back against the the Vikings in a must win for for their team. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you put that in. Yeah, there. just say you know, just saying how it's gonna play out. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> indeed. Um, <laughs> and then on Saturday, that Saturday, 
they'll have uh, three games, uh, which is really surprising. Um, so we'll just go over those because, you know, we'll see when we'll actually uh, do the next uh, episode. Um, you know, obviously for Christmas, we won't, we won't have an episode, but um, we'll see if we'll, you know, do one uh, that Saturday or Sunday or something. So, um, but we'll go ahead and get the Saturday games out of the way, kind of like what we did last time for the games for tomorrow. Um, so the one, the 1 PM matchup is the eight and five Buccaneers versus the five and eight lions. Um, so I get to go first with, go with the bucks. Um, I think it'll be an easy win for, for them to notch under their belt. Yep, I'll agree with you on that. Bucks awesome. will take that game. Uh, the four thirty matchup: the five and eight Forty ers versus the seven and six Cardinals. Um, yeah, it's, I think the Cardinals will take this. Like I said, they've got to win out, so I think. Alrighty, yeah, game. I'm unfortunately going to go with you and uh, pick the Cardinals. Um, you know, I hate having to pick them with being in my division but yeah i'm going with the cardinals on this one um and then the uh 8 15 uh game is the eight and five dolphins versus the seven and seven raiders and yeah i get to go first with this one you go first. um yeah you're, you're not gonna like me but i'm gonna have to go with the dolphins just because with that defense and you know who has been playing so well. Um, you know, if Herbert can throw all over the Raiders, you know, playing with the Chargers, I feel like they'll be able to come up with a good scheme for Tua to be able to throw you know, uh, against the Raiders as well in that game. So, And he's got that good tight end that I feel like he's just going to keep on bombing it to. Um, guess, yeah, Gusecki, yeah. So I feel like he's going to have a, a big game against the Raiders. Oh, man, it hurts my heart <laughs> because you made a statement that, oh, if Herbert can throw all over the Raiders, so can Tua. Dude, everybody has thrown all over the Raiders. The Raiders defense has given up an average of 32 points yeah. a game this year. Like Our defense <laughs> sucks. We are 31st in the league in defense. The only defense worse than us <laughs> is the freaking Jets. Oh, maybe that's why that game was so close against the Jets when you guys played them. <laughs> yeah, our defense sucks. It's terrible. But our our offense has been has been solid all year. The problem is if our defense could actually get some stops, mm-hmm. our offense can actually finish games. That's where the problem has been lying. Like, 100% it's been on the defense. Like, you know, I, I watched this thing called the Raiders Report. It, it's a, a YouTube thing that this guy does. And it's on – it's chat sports or whatever like that. Um, it's, it's really cool. Like, I've actually interacted with the guy quite a few times and stuff and had conversations with him, being a huge Raiders fan. You know, he, he said it best. It's like – you guys are paid millions of dollars to play a damn game 
and you don't even do it well. What is your problem? Yeah. Yeah. it's it's amazing but you know the Raiders offense has shown that they can destroy good defenses like they they were tearing the Colts apart and then they had stupid turnovers you know stupid mistakes but I don't think Mariota is going to make the same mistakes I don't think he's good he Looked good. I could be totally wrong, and he goes back to the old Titans Mariota where he just <laughs> throws interceptions all over the field. Um, I'm yeah. not. Um, this is hard because the fan <laughs> in me wants to pick my team. Understanding that I'm looking at it from a perspective of – yeah. An analyst, the Dolphins are the better team. So I am going to surprise the world and everybody that listens to us. And I'm going to pick against my team. (laughs) I think the Dolphins win this and the Dolphins secure uh, one of the spots. The wild card, yeah. The wild card. And I think it kicks the Raiders out. I think the Raiders finish eight and eight. Honestly, they'll beat the Broncos next week, but I think they lose. Already, fair, fair. That hurts. Me oh so yeah, much no, I, I fan, feel yeah. I mean, you know, you never want to be able to pick against your team, but sometimes that's uh, that's how the the chips fall. Unfortunately. <laughs> When it comes to that, I mean, every fan wishes their team can go undefeated like every year, you know. That's always the hope, you know. Hey, don't lose any of the games. So, but, uh, but yeah, like any, you know, any given Sunday sometimes, you know, when it comes to that. So, um, but. Uh, <laughs> I hope I get that one wrong. I'm just saying. Yeah. The fan, the fan in me hopes I get it wrong, but the analyst in me knows that it's not good. That yeah, the Raiders are going to lose that game. So. Um, Mel seems pretty confident that the Dolphins are going to win. She keeps on telling me that uh, the Raiders are going to lose. So, <laughs> well, Melanie and I aren't friends right now. Yeah, she's she's hurt. It hurts her heart to hear that. <laughs> No, it doesn't. <laughs> oh wow! Now she's saying that hurts. Like, yeah, you know, just a shot's fired. I tell you what. Um, but uh, all right. Um, well, those that's that's it for our our picks of the week. Then we got a lot of a lot of picks uh, to do, especially with having the Friday game and the Saturday games. Um, uh, I guess. You know, we got to do our normal wrap-up, so if you want to wrap things up for us. Earl Thomas, <laughs> still not signed. Oh, my goodness. I mean, at this point, is he even going to get signed next year? I mean, is his career over? Um, I think he'll get picked up next year. I think enough teams will need somebody that they'll pick him up, and I think he'll actually come and be humble. Um, 
Another one that's actually surprising that wasn't that hasn't been signed, honestly. Like Earl Thomas, I get he's a locker room cancer, but why hasn't Eric Berry been? Oh, uh, from the Chiefs, he's from the Chiefs, right? Yeah, yeah, he was a free safety for the Chiefs. Like, I'm trying to figure out why he hasn't been signed. Like, he's a solid player. He's always been really good. You know, he did miss that year and a half because he was battling cancer. But he's in remission, and he played – he got comeback player of the year. You know, when he came back after after his cancer went into remission, he's – He's fast. He's good. He's a ball hawk. Like, I don't get why he hasn't been signed. Like, I can't dog on. I can't be like Eric Berry, not signed yet, because you know he's he's not a lot. He's, he's a good dude, a good all around dude. I don't get why he hasn't been signed. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That seems pretty pretty odd, especially with um, everything that he's gone through. Like you said, with you know having to beat cancer and everything. So. It does seem kind of odd. <laughs> and that's how we always have to wrap it up until, you know, some, until he does get signed sometime in the future. So, um, but as always, we always uh, appreciate everyone listening. Um, you can check us out on Anchor, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the, you know, major podcast areas uh just search for you know sports harder or sports harder podcast and you'll be able to to find it and pull it up there um one uh one thing we'll update with the next uh podcast is uh who will be uh playing in the championship game for fantasy football so uh No, no, not you. We'll we'll see if it'll be uh, me and Melanie the felony to decide, or if it'll be uh, a different matchup. We'll see uh, what ends up happening. But uh, I think it'd be fun to uh, play against the wifey for the title. So kick his butt, Mel. <laughs> yeah, she's she's been trash talking before it's even happened. So she's got to get she's got to get past uh, the defending champion. Uh, team Cablamo, uh, who barely won his first round matchup. He only won by like two or three points, something like that. So the defending champs are still in it, trying to make another run. Um, we'll see if he can be back to back champs, and I'll have to send that belt right back to him. So we'll see what happens. Um, all right, and you can find us on uh, social media at uh, Facebook on uh, Sports Harder Podcast. Um, still working on a new logo. We'll get that out as soon as we can. Um, check us out on Instagram at uh, sports underscore harder underscore podcast. Uh, check us out on Twitter at sports harder P capital S capital P. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, YouTube. Uh, you can check us out on there. Uh, sports harder podcast. Uh, as Chris always says, you know, hit the like button, the subscribe button, notification button, all the buttons, just press all the buttons on there. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll be getting back to that soon. Uh, once, once, uh, I'm able to get into, uh, our new place. So, uh, we'll, we'll make that happen. You can see our beautiful, ugly mugs again. 
Um, you know, I'll, I'll have a basement, so I'll be able to have my main cave down there. So that way, you know, I'm not disturbing, uh, you know, Mel or, uh, or the dog or anyone else. I mean, the dog will probably be down there with me. So, um, but yeah, uh, anything else I forgot that we need to add in there? No, I think you got it. Merry Christmas to everybody. Yes, definitely. Merry Christmas. Stay safe if you're going to travel on Christmas or Christmas Eve, you know, traveling to all your destinations. Definitely stay safe. Um, we got some snow here uh, the other day, and it was like all at once. We got like at least a foot of snow. Um, I know it's nothing compared to what you guys get in Utah, but even in Utah, with everyone thinking, you know, that they can drive in the snow just because it's Utah, still, still stay safe and and make sure you get to where you need to uh, in a safe and whole manner. Dude, I think we've gotten a total of like three inches of snow all winter. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Man, well, I mean, the snow that we just got the other day was the first snowfall of winter. So it's the first time we've gotten any snow. And then, like I said, it happened all at once. We got like 12 or uh, we got like a foot of snow and it was just like, well, that's probably going to be all that we get the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, uh, we love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Uh, as always, uh, you know, keep listening, keep sharing, let your friends and family members know, and uh, we will catch you guys in the next episode. Later. Peace.